This is The Right Connection. This podcast is designed to help you choose the right words and stories in your business content to create authentic connections with prospects, clients, partners, and colleagues. Now the host of The Right Connection, Catherine Burrows. Hello, and welcome to The Right Connection. Today, I'm so thrilled to speak with Linda Hunt. Linda is an award-winning accessibility consultant, CEO of Accessibility Solutions, a speaker, author, podcaster, wife, and mother to adult children. And as if all that didn't keep her busy enough, she was recently elected city councillor in her local municipality. Linda and I have a great chat about overcoming the barriers to leadership. She shares some wonderful secrets for stepping into leadership with confidence. Have a listen. Hi, Linda, and welcome to The Right Connection. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Catherine, for having me. If you could tell me a little bit about your backstory, how you got where you are today, what you do in your business, that would be great. Yeah, so I am a wife, a mother of two grown children, a business owner, and as of the 24th of October of this year, I was actually elected to serve as a city councillor in my local municipality. I'm an award-winning accessibility consultant, a speaker, an author, and a podcaster. In 2010, I founded a business called Accessibility Solutions, which is an accessibility consulting firm to remedy barriers for persons with disabilities. The other part of my backstory is my husband and I have owned and operated our own business for over 32 years. I have 13 years experience working in Superior Court. I have 10 years experience working in economic development in a number of municipalities. And my last full-time gig, we'll call it, was a executive director of a national health charity. So I've kind of always had those leadership type roles. But the biggest part of my backstory is 25 years ago, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And I went from jogging in high heels to I am now in a power wheelchair at all times. You know, that's kind of my personal backstory. And so I speak to people like yourself and your audience, first of all, on a lot of times on the power of a positive attitude when dealing with a chronic condition. But also I think what we're going to talk a little bit about today is overcoming barriers to leadership. Yes. So you were telling me that you have been in a compilation book called Confidence Secrets. Do you want to talk a little bit about that journey to being in that book, what it was like? Yeah, so the book was an opportunity that came through a coach of mine that was pulling together a number of female business leaders that she coached and putting together a book called Confidence Secrets. So my confidence secret was overcoming barriers to leadership, which in a lot of cases for people can be confidence. I speak, as I mentioned before, a little bit about overcoming disability barriers to leadership. But really just getting that message across that regardless of any barrier that someone is facing, that they can overcome that barrier and, you know, really utilize their leadership skills to be a leader in their community or at work or, you know, at school or, you know, wherever their situation may be at the time, but being able to be in a leadership role, regardless of whatever barrier they're facing. 
So if I'm an entrepreneur or a subject matter expert who has that barrier of confidence or I guess lack of confidence, and I'm looking to, you know, get my voice out there, whether it's through speaking or doing master classes, being on podcasts or writing a book, can you give us some tips and advice? Yeah, I think all of which I've done podcasting being my most recent one. I had a podcast coach that said, you know, just turn on the microphone and start talking. A lot of overcoming barriers to leadership is, you know, really stepping into that that place that says, I can do this. You know, I can be a leader. I could be a business owner. I can market my business. I could make sales calls. I can write a book. You know, I can publish a podcast. So just the biggest thing, I guess, would be just believe in yourself and believe that you can do that. Would you say that confidence is essential for effective leadership? I think you need to be, in order to be an effective leader, you have to, first of all, have confidence and belief in yourself. Because as a leader, you're projecting the people that you're working with. And so to be in a leadership role... Yeah, I do think that you do need confidence, but I think that a lot of times the biggest barrier that people have to leadership is recognizing what it is that's holding them back and, you know, just having the confidence to step forward to make that leap. I'll tell you as a business owner for 32 years, if you decided to become an entrepreneur, you've already taken a huge leap. So believe in yourself because you've already made that decision. That's certainly not a decision that a lot of people would have the confidence to make. It takes a certain level of guts, quite frankly, to say, I'm going to go out on my own and I'm going to start my own business. So to say that you don't have the confidence if you've already made that decision, that's a big one. That's huge. So what are some of the things holding people back from becoming that confident leader that is inside them? I think a lot of things that hold people back or I've heard them referred to as the saboteur or that inner voice that says, you know, that inner fear that, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not the authority. I don't have the leadership skills. I don't know how to execute those leadership skills. And for people, quite often you do, you have those skills within you. It's just really stepping into that zone of genius or your area of expertise where you want to be a leader or be known as an authority or whatever it is. Just first of all, for lack of a better word, shutting down that little inner voice that says you can't do this or you're not good enough. That's that's the first step. And then getting out and actually exercising those leadership skills, stepping into roles that put you in the position of being a leader. I find that with books too. A lot of my clients, I like to call it the competition myth. They think, you know, well, who am I to write a book? You know, there's all these books out there by all kinds of famous people. You know, why would someone pick up mine off the shelf or, you know, order mine from Amazon when they have so many others to choose from and by so many authors who are maybe more well-established or further along on their entrepreneurial or leadership journey than I am. And you know, I always like to tell people that 
when you're speaking to the right audience. You don't need to be super famous like Oprah to write a book or a podcast with hundreds of thousands of followers or any of those things. You need to make sure that you connect with the right audience because those are the people who need to hear your message. Yeah, and I totally agree. And let's just think about some of those famous people or sure they're famous but they all started out somewhere like they all had their first book or they maybe even had a few failure books before they actually became the best-selling author they all had their first podcast you know they all started in the same place where you know everyone is and had to step into that leadership role you know they didn't just decide to do something one day and all of a sudden they were you know world famous it took work to get there and a lot of it probably comes back to yeah you know just believing in themselves believing they could do it and really stepping into that leadership mindset to get to get themselves propelled on that journey to becoming best-selling author or a world-famous podcaster or whatever. And I'll tell you, I'm I'm perfecting a podcast for probably a year and just finally had a podcast coach that said to me, buy a microphone, turn it on and start talking. Because, you know, I, I was one of those people. And even though I've had a number of leadership roles over my career, I was one of those people that thought, you know, what kind of business is going to listen to my podcast about how accessibility is good for business. But I had worked in that space, you know, almost a decade. So I knew that the message that I had to get out was important for businesses to know. But I was one of those ones myself that, you know, how can I start a podcast? What kind of authority am I to be talking to people about, you know, making the world accessible, which is, you know, kind of my whole mission. But that was great advice. Like buy a microphone, turn it on and just start talking. So everybody has to take that initial step to take on that leadership role. And I love your example about a book. I've been in a compilation book, but in the back of my mind, I've often thought I'd like to write a book too. But, you know, there's that whole, and I'm sure you go through this with your clients all the time. What would I write about? Who would read it? You know, you know, all of that kind of stuff, whether it's being an author or a speaker or a podcaster or, you know, taking on a leadership role in your community at work, any of that kind of stuff. You just have to, you know, kind of step up and over overcome whatever. It could be an internal barrier. It could be an external barrier, but whatever that barrier is, just working to overcome that barrier to really step into a leadership role. Yes. And I love you brought up the content myth as well as I like to call it of, you know, what would I write about? Or I don't have enough to say, or I don't have anything worth saying. You know, so many of my clients come to me and they've already got a podcast going that they've had two or three seasons already with tons of interviews and solo episodes, or they're already a well-known speaker and they come to me with keynote speeches and, you know, possibly a webinar that they they've done or something. And then, you know, there's people that have programs and they've got courses and workshops that they take people through. So all of that is content that can totally be repurposed into a book. So when you're already confident in your content, say as a podcaster or a speaker or an instructor, and then you come to the book world and you maybe aren't as confident, you can, you know, relax and know that the content is going to be the same. 
essentially. You know, your wisdom stays the same. We may format it a little bit differently or frame the language a little bit differently, but essentially we're still getting those insights across. And so I really want people to feel that they can stay confident that what they know and what they're called to bring to the world is going to come out in a book. I think that's a great example of leadership. As you said, they're probably already exercising leadership roles in whatever field or space they work in by work that they're already doing. And to then be a published author in that field really shows leadership and authority. It does for sure. And it can really help you to open up other opportunities when you have a book and you can put on your speaker one sheet or in your email signature block that you are an author of a book that really opens some doors to guesting on different podcasts, being interviewed for magazines and television interviews, all kinds of stuff, even speaking opportunities at the next level up. You just can do so many more things when you've been able to author a book and when you found that confidence to author that book and then move to the next level. Do you find that as well, that confidence helps leaders move to the next level? Yeah, it does for sure. And I don't have a book that I, I mean, I've authored a number of papers and policies and that type of thing have been in the compilation book that I mentioned. Even the compilation book, you know, when it came out, I bought a number of copies and I will give it away at events. I've given it away to people that, you know, if I'm at a conference and I'm sitting at a table with a number of people. I will give it away. I've given it away at trade shows. Like I said, I'm not the only author, so it's not just my book, but even something as small as a chapter in a compilation book has opened some doors for me from the standpoint of, you know, here's a book that, you know, I'm part of, and I've used that in a number of ways in my business. So yes, I agree that whether it's, you know, authoring your own book or just promoting You talked a lot about repurposing, which I'm a big fan of repurposing. I'm a huge fan of not reinventing the wheel and pulling together work that you've already done, whether it be in your career or in your business, and pulling all that together and putting it on paper. And first of all, it'll raise your confidence that, hey, now I'm an author. I've got a book for sale on Amazon. But then the promotional value of that for your business and also, you know, kind of raises your authority and your credibility in your field with a book is something that I think probably a very underutilized marketing tool. I like that you refer to the book as a marketing tool because it really is. I mean, that's another one of my myths is the money myth. You know, people think, oh, well, you know, how much am I going to sell this book for? And how many copies do I need to sell to pay for the cost of having it written and published? And really, you know, that's a trap that we need to avoid falling into because the true value of a book is far beyond whatever you're going to put as the sticker price on the book. And, you know, let's be honest. Most of us are not going to get rich selling a book for 20 bucks a copy because, you know, we're not Brene Brown or Stephen King or Oprah Winfrey, right? But the value of that authority and credibility, the value of bringing in the clients, the value of getting across who you are and what you do to your network so people can make better referrals to you. Those are all things that are return on your investment for the time, energy, and money that you put into writing a book. And 
you know, a compilation is a great introduction to writing a book. So if you're, you know, not really sure or maybe not feeling super confident about writing your own solo book, a compilation is a great place to start. You know, it gives you a good feel for what the process is like, how to find your author voice, what kind of things you're going to want to talk about in the book or a chapter. And, you know, later on, you can come back and you can expand on that and create your own book. Yeah, I think for me, I paid to be in the compilation book, but I've certainly got my return on investment for what I paid to be in the book. I have never sold a copy. I've probably given... I don't know, maybe 80 of them away. So I purchased 80 of them from, as I said, my coach that was um, pulling the book together. But I purchased them with the express purpose of using it as a marketing tool for my business. So I never at any point thought, I'm going to reap the return on the investment on being in this book by selling any. That was never my intention. Well, and if you think of it more in terms of, you know, how many clients would I need to get to pay for this book? You know, I would suggest that that number is less than five. And I would also further suggest that you're probably going to get those clients within the first six months to a year after the book comes out. And so it really doesn't take that long to see how things ripple out. You know, I like to think about it as even when you throw pebbles into the water and there's ripples coming out from it, because we all have circles, circles of people that we know and that we're in networking groups with or mastermind groups with or colleagues that we have. And so if we're promoting our book to our circles and then all of those people have circles and then they can promote the book, they can say, hey, Linda wrote this great book. You should read it. It's got some great information on accessibility. I think would be helpful for your organization, you know, and then that person reads it and they recommend it to their circles and the ripples just keep growing bigger and bigger. So there's just so many opportunities to bring in all the areas of what you do and how you do it and culminate them together into a book. Yeah, well, you <laughs> we're speaking and you're selling, you're speaking to me, Catherine which is great. And certainly I would encourage anybody that is, you know, working in a space where they're an authority, they're a leader, they've got a message to get out to the world about who you are and what you do to consider, you know, pulling a book together or using Catherine to pull your book together as a way to further your credibility and your authority in your field. Well, thank you, Linda. And I'm always happy to have a call with you or with anyone who's listening to this podcast to talk about what it could look like to write a book, you know, a no pressure, no cost, no obligation call, just a free coffee chat where we'll sit down and you can tell me about your vision for your book, who you want to reach, how that book fits into the rest of your business. And just, you know, Tell me what is holding you back if you know. Maybe it's confidence. Maybe it's content. You know, maybe it's the investment. Maybe it's you don't understand the technology behind getting a book published and uploaded on Amazon, you know, or maybe it's just that you don't feel like you have the time. So all of those things are solvable and surmountable and we can work with them. So yeah, definitely I would love to have a call with anyone who's interested in talking about this further. Any last words, Linda? Just thank you so very much for having me, even giving me some food for thought, which is great. And again, like I said, I would seriously recommend if any of our listeners are considering a book, 
then have that call with Catherine and see if you can work out some of the things that are holding you back from being an author. And if they want to reach out to you, Linda, about accessibility or leadership or confidence, where can you be reached online? My website is solutions, the number four, accessibility.com. I'm also available on LinkedIn, just Linda Hunt. And if any of your listeners are businesses that are looking to perhaps improve their business performance through accessibility or inclusive hiring, I too offer a, a free consultation. So no obligation. And we can talk about what your accessibility needs are. That sounds wonderful. I'll make sure all of those links are in the show notes. Thank you so much, Linda, for being a guest today on The Right Connection. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thanks for listening to The Right Connection. What did you think of the show today? Give us a rating and leave us a comment. If you have a question for Catherine, reach out to her by sending her an email, therightconnection at catherineburrowscreative.com or visit her website, catherineburrowscreative.com. And don't forget to follow Catherine on social media. Thanks again for listening to The Right Connection.